0: Hi, everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your
1: daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. I hope that you're having a great day wherever you may be listening or watching to Locked On Blue Devils. Want to give a special shout-out? To all of our everydayers out there who look forward to this program each and every day, your support of our show means the absolute most to me. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. As Lockdown Blue Devils is your one-stop shop, a daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. Follow this podcast, subscribe to our podcast feed on your preferred podcast platform, whether that be Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, we're everywhere. We're everywhere you consume tune podcasts. So give us a, a subscription, uh, give us a five-star rating and review. That means a whole lot. And also be sure to watch the show daily on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and so much more. On today's show, a longtime friend of the program, my good pal Josh Cox. Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast is here. We're going to be talking about the most important players on the Duke football offense going into the new season. Another week closer to the start of this football year, Josh. I hope you're
0: doing well. Doing well, J.J., doing well. And, and yeah, practices uh, at Duke are just rolling along, teams getting ready, and, you know, it's getting closer, man. You can You can almost taste it.
1: We're entering the port, you know, we talked last week about kind of getting closer and all the things that need to happen with, uh, you know, AP polls being released, uh, looking at uh, media days coming and going, the start of fall camp. We're kind of nearing the conclusion of fall camp, and the team begins the transition into weekly game prep as we get closer to that Labor Day game against Clemson. Still a couple of days away, but nonetheless, the, the mindset is about to entirely shift for these guys as Uh, the academic calendar ramps up a good bit as you get further into that fall semester. So uh, yeah, we're, we're getting closer to football. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Fortunately for Duke, they returned so many players off of last year's team and they have so many guys that are in their fifth or even sixth season that, you know, you hope that some of that uh, experience will help, you know, especially some of the younger guys that are coming up. And so, yeah, this is that time of year. Uh, Like you said, transitioning from, your fall camp sort of practices to really doing the installs for the offense for that game against Clemson. So really, yeah, really going to be in the next couple of days kind of changing and shifting focus a little bit and getting prepared for, for week one. Let's
1: take a look at today's show and tomorrow's. We're going to be talking about the most important player on both sides of the football today. We'll focus on offense. You're back with us again tomorrow, Josh, when we take a look at that Duke football defense as well, but taking a look at the most important players on the Duke offense, however you see fit, yeah. we will go with the top five, starting with five, and then one, of course, being the most important. So tell me who you've got here at number five, Josh.
0: Okay, at number five, um, and this may come as a surprise once you hear the rest of the list as we work our way up, but I have number five, have a starting wide receiver, Jalen Calhoun. Um, and I have him at fifth. He is important to this team. Um, he is a fifth-year um He'll be a fifth-year almost starter. He basically started as a freshman. Um, But we have seen as Duke fans over the last five seasons the growth of Jalen Calhoun, and uh, there's just something about him. And watching him during fall camp, um, he just has like an extra pep. He's he's stronger, it seems like, than he's ever been. And, you know, the thing about it is here's a young man who is – I believe he's 23 years old now. Uh, you know, it's different than being an eighteen-year-old freshman, and so he's a grown man. Um, he's fast. His, you know, as David Feely would say, you know, there's all these different metrics that Duke is able to, uh, to, to now quantify. Uh, you see them wearing that catapult uh, gear and stuff, and and I believe if you were to look, you know, three four years ago at Jalen Calhoun's like his speed burst compared to what you see now, there'd be a, a major difference there. And he's Riley Leonard's. You know, one of his favorite targets, as you saw last year, he led the team. He's preseason, all ACC first team. And so I believe he is very important. He's the kind of guy that is third down and nine. And you need somebody who's willing to take that route across the middle of the field, take the hit and make the catch. It's Jalen Calhoun. And so uh, he's my fifth number five on the most important offensive players heading into the season.
1: I think it's great for Calhoun coming off a career year, 62 catches last season, 873 yards and four touchdowns, already the 11th player in Duke football history to have 2000 receiving yards in a career. So he's already got this decorated career. Now he's got this opportunity to sort of add to it. So excellent pick. I think a lot of people would have Calhoun in their top five as well fitting that he is at number five uh, also on our list. All right,
0: so uh, what about number four, Josh? All right, number four. So we, we know that the uh, the running back room is a crowded room. We know that. There are five running backs in that room that I believe could contribute if called upon this year. Jordan Waters, Jalen Coleman, Jock Wes Moore, Peyton Jones, Travis Bates. Those are the five guys not, it's not counting Marquise Collins who's coming off an ACL injury his senior year of high school um, who is now running and, and an active I, I I would assume the plan for Collins would be to redshirt the season to get fully healthy for next year but at the end of the day Duke is running five deep in that running back room but I believe Kevin Johns has said as much in spring that he'd love to see somebody separate themselves and kind of become a feature back and so this is my prediction, I believe the rest of my guys from the Section 17 podcast agree with me here. Jaquez Moore uh, is is my number four most important offensive player. Uh, if you watch that young man run the football, he runs with an aggression uh, that, you know, honestly that is unmatched by his, the other guys in that room right now. Um, he, is, he has got a burst of speed and strength there. Last season he rushed, once again, in another crowded um, – you know, backfield, last year he rushed for over 500 yards. He averaged almost six and a half yards per carry, had five touchdowns. I mean, he's he's that kind of player with limited touches. And so number four on my list is running back, Jock Wesmore. Now, to be fair, I could have said Jordan Waters right there. I could have said Jalen Coleman right there. They are kind of the returning three-headed monster. And then you've yeah. got these two young guys – and Jones and Bates who are coming up there. But my number four is Jock Moore. You
1: could have said a running back. You go with Jock Moore. Last yeah. year, 79 carries, 508 yards, five rushing touchdowns, and 11 games played. Also had seven catches for 81 yards. A productive year for Jock Moore. We're about to take a break, and we'll get to our top three most important players for Duke football. But I'm going to put you on the spot here, Josh, and we're going to give folks a little teaser uh, with the top three coming up. I All want right. to ask you here: Who is an honorable mention? Give me a name who's not in the top five, and then maybe as we go to this break, people can okay. start to figure out who those top three might be. So, give me an honorable mention on the offensive side of the football.
0: All right, a name who is not on here that I almost put on here. Yes, Maurice Ma- Maurice McIntyre, uh, offensive lineman, okay. was injured last season, and uh, and and honestly, a lot of us thought he wasn't going to play this fall. And so important because solidifying that offensive line. So Maurice McIntyre was – I was going back and forth, and he was a guy that I was going to put on the list. Just what we were looking for. I love that. All right, let's take our first time out here
1: on today's show, and when we come back, we'll have those top three. Most important, Duke football offensive players here this upcoming season. All right, let's take a look at this. It's Locked On Blue Devils here today, and our program is brought to you by our friends over at Neutrafall. One of our newest sponsors here on the show, Nutrafol, is something that you need to incorporate in your daily life. You don't have to choose between better hair growth or in your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. The number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health throughout whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism through whole body health. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to NutraFall.com slash men and enter promo code College. find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. NutraFall.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, and enter promo code Locked College Neutrafall is a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. March Madness is right around the
0: corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast.
1: Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my pal, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks, Section 17 podcast. Onward we go, my friend. We've already had Jalen Calhoun, Jaquez Moore, McIntyre, and honorable mention. Who's number three, though, in the most important offensive players this season?
0: All right, number three on my list is another one of the Moore boys, and this is Jordan Moore. Jordan Moore. Uh, wide receiver. It's well known his Great story pick. from last yeah. season. Uh, he was in the quarterback room all throughout last spring, through half of fall camp last year, and started switching over to that running back room. Um, and he had a very productive season last year. In fact, his stats came in just behind Jalen Calhoun's uh, last season. And so that's a that's a two headed monster. That's a re- there's a reason why both of these wide receivers. Are on my list uh, because I really believe, along with Samir Hagans, the third starting wide receiver, that this unit is going to be very important for Riley Leonard and for Duke's success. And so I have Jordan Moore here, and here's why. Uh, he had a complete offseason, and I know I'm not saying anything earth shattering here, uh, but he, he had a complete offseason uh, focused on being a wide receiver. Okay. He was, he hit the weight room. Um, I was speaking to him this past week, and he is, he's at least put on 10 pounds, at least, if not more. So he's stronger. Uh, We saw some absolutely incredible catches. There was a couple towards the end of last season uh, that were just off the charts, incredibly athletic. And so my prediction, and, I well, this is going to release before – no, this might be – this will be releasing when our predictions episode releases, so it's all good. Um, I am predicting that Jordan actually leads us in the receiving categories this year. Nothing against Jalen Cowan at all. I'm just thinking – I just feel like Jordan, with the offseason that he's had, the camaraderie that he and Riley Leonard have, I mean, they have such a great friendship and relationship. So, Jordan Moore, I definitely could see uh, taking that next step as a receiver. He's my number three most important offensive player on this year's new team. So, let's take a look at those numbers. Last year for Jordan Moore, 60 catches,
1: 656 yards. So, just two fewer catches a season ago than uh, than Jalen Calhoun and about 150 fewer yards. He did have one more touchdown than Jalen Calhoun had. Calhoun had four, Jordan Moore had five last season. All right, so uh, great pick. I am so fired up to see, to your point, a full year of, of Jordan Moore focusing on being a wide receiver. In his first game at that spot last year, he's making house calls early in his transition to that spot. So seemed to be going well. Looking at number two, however, who's the second most important Duke football player going into the season?
0: Uh, You know, if you followed the media at all during the offseason, you kind of know who the top two um, are going to be. Um, My number two most important offensive player for Duke is offensive lineman Graham Barton. Um, And it's no secret that Graham's numbers are off the charts. It's no secret that he is a pro football-focused darling uh, with his numbers. Uh, it is no secret that he has gotten uh, the attention of NFL scouts. Uh, there are mock drafts that have him uh, going in the first round, second round, uh, just depending on where you look. He plays that left tackle position, which is so important, that blind side of the right-handed quarterback. Um, and, and he plays that position and does a heck of a job um, at it. A humble of, As humble of a young man as you'll ever meet and talk to, but he is an absolute – Beast on the football field. He is uh bolted up. Um, there's some before and after pictures uh from David Feely that have floated around of of Graham Barton when David Feely arrived and Graham Barton now, and the way his back and shoulders have just carved out, it's pretty incredible. And so, you know, as Riley Leonard, uh starting quarterback, and whoever is in there at quarterback, uh would appreciate having that backside uh covered. Um is very important, and so Graham Barton does that, and him him staying healthy, him staying effective is going to be key to Duke's success this year. All right, so Graham Barton number two has over
1: two thousand one hundred snaps in his career, so a really impressive player um, who's an ACC all ACC caliber talent going into the upcoming season. Saw this stat the other day as well, Josh. Looking back to a year ago. Duke's offensive line gave up an ACC low, 17 sacks last year. Best in the entire conference, and that's something that they're going to need to see continue this season. More people are going to be focused on Riley Leonard, his second season as starter. More people are going to want to dial up the pressure against Duke's quarterback, and so it's uh, it's up to the left tackle. Graham Barton protecting his blind side with the rest of that unit. We mentioned McIntyre a little bit earlier, but to, to lead the ACC in fewest sacks allowed, let's hope that continues again this season.
0: Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, I mean, and, and to think back, speaking of history, not just last season, but to think back in the season before and even the season before that, I mean, how many sacks and how often Duke quarterbacks were just harassed in that backfield. And so I think I think you have to, to credit um, Coach Cushing and the offensive line coaching. I think you also have to credit Coach Johns and the scheme that he has brought to Durham, Riley is able to get rid of that ball. He's able to make one or two reads, and if it's not there, he takes off running, and that really helps your offensive line, right? Really, really helps. And then obviously, the speed of the receivers. If the receivers, if the receivers can get open, that ball could come out quicker. Um, and so all of this stuff works together to to become a good offense. So that all feeds one another. The 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 scheme, the ability to block and the speed of the receivers, all of that works together. When that's clicking, your quarterback stays on his feet and his jersey doesn't get dirty. When that's not clicking, it's a different story. And so Graham Barton, anchor of that offensive line, uh, is my uh, second most important player for sure.
1: It's Locked On Blue Devils here today. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. One player left to go, the most important player in the Duke offense. Who could this be? The people are wondering. They wanted to know at the beginning of our episode who we would go to. But before we do that, Josh, I do want to take the time to promote the Section 17 podcast. The season is here. Uh, You've got a new episode that has released for people to check out. So a little preview of that. And then also with the brand new season, people getting excited about this Duke football program. What if they've never heard of the Section 17 podcast? Who in the world are you guys?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, if you've never heard of us, we uh, started a podcast back in 2020 um, and uh, we cover Duke football. Um, And so we do that during the season on a weekly basis, uh, bring a preview of the upcoming game, and then uh, going back over and discussing the previous week, depending on what happened, good or bad there, um, we have media access. So we're able to be there for press conferences and get you some behind the scenes, uh, kind of coverage of the Duke football team. And we try to do so from a perspective that we feel like fans want to hear about. And so we try to do that. We have a uh, website, dukefootballtalk.com. Uh, we're on all social media outlets at Duke And then, Obviously, wherever you consume podcasts, you can find us, Section 17 Podcast. We would absolutely 100% appreciate, as JJ mentioned, to open up the show. Five-star ratings and reviews. If we earn it, give it to us. If we didn't earn it, don't give it to us. But if we earned it, uh, give it to us. And then we've recently uh, partnered with the Durham Devils Club. And so, DurhamDevilsClub.com. You can find all the information there. But that is a way for you as a fan or a donor to be involved in Duke football and the players. So. That's kind of in a nutshell what we do.
1: All right, let's get back to it. We've got the most important Duke football player. A a little recap on the offensive side of the ball. A little recap for the folks following along with us. At five was Jalen Calhoun. Four was Jacquez Moore. Three was Jordan Moore. We just talked about Graham Barton at number two. Before we get to number one, Give me another honorable mention Josh. You going Nikki Dalmon, Samir Hagens, one of the other running
0: backs. Give give the people another honorable mention here. So you you took the one uh first the first guy you said Nikki Dalmon. Um Nikki Dalmolin looks like Noah Gray 2.0. Um <laughs> he is he is fast, he is strong. Um there was a lot of talk last year of uh of the weight and the muscle mass that Nikki Dalmon put on. I believe he gained 18 pounds. Well, he's gained more uh, in this offseason. And so, you know, he is he's preparing himself, I believe, to be an NFL tight end. Uh, but here's the cool thing. He runs like a wide receiver, and he catches like a wide receiver. And so, you know, this is not me giving any advice to Kevin Johns by any stretch of the imagination. But let's put it this way. This is all I will say. Nikki Dalmolin has the ability to be a high-volume pass catcher. And so that's why he would be my honorable mention. I'd love to see
1: it. And I hope that the workload increases for him. Last season, 21 catches, 170 yards, four touchdowns. Got in the end zone a good bit, but under 200 yards, just about eight yards a catch. Let's see if Duke can get him a little bit more vertical this year to make some plays uh, and remind folks of uh, that former Duke tight end that we all loved and know Gray. All right. And enough teasing. Number one, the most important Duke football player on the offense. You'd make a hell of an argument, and he probably is the most important player on the
0: entire team. Who is this guy, Josh? Well, he's fourth string tight end of true freshman. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, It is obviously Riley Leonard, quarterback out of Fairhope, Alabama. Um, Riley, um, I mean, we've had had an inside look, right, from our perspective. We've been there at practices. We've spoken to Riley, uh, had him on our podcast, spoke to him offline quite a bit. To just think back to 12 months ago, J.J., 12 months ago, you and I sat here about this week and we're like, we just found out Riley Leonard has been named a starting quarterback. Right. What is Jordan Moore? What is that going to look like? Like, are they going to regret this? Like, should they have gone with Jordan Moore because he can maybe run the ball a little bit more? Whatever. Whatever we were saying, right? All the – and to think 12 years later – I mean, 12 years, 12 months later, here we sit with Riley Leonard – in my opinion, one of the top three quarterbacks in the ACC uh, along with Drake May, along with Jordan Travis, and throw Cade Klubnick with his due respect into that mix. But I believe Riley being in the top three there, uh, getting a lot of of love uh, from NFL scouts already. Um, And, I mean, Riley Leonard put up 33 touchdowns, I believe, last season, 20, 20 throwing, 13 on the ground. I think he had five or six uh, interceptions is all he had last season through for almost 3000 yards. Yes. All of those are off the top of my head. I'm not looking at anything, um, off the top of my head. I believe those are right. Um, but it wasn't just his numbers, JJ. It wasn't just that. It was the fact that he became the leader of this team. Uh, he has such an incredibly magnetic personality. And so this team rallied around him. He is, he is able to do something that I've not been around the game of football closely uh, for many years but I've not seen a player yet do this as well as Riley and that is be like the kindest best teammate encouraging smile on your face seemingly just nothing goes wrong on the sideline and then when he crosses that line and gets onto the football field he turns into a monster. I mean, just a competitive monster who wants to just take your head off. And I've never seen a kid do that as well as Riley Leonard. And so he is the most important. Um, Riley Leonard runs the ball. He, he, he rushed. I am going to look at this one. Uh, he rushed for uh, 699. He needed one more to get to 700, 699 yards last season. He runs the ball very well. His speed is incredible. I heard David Feely say the other day they were able to clock Riley in the North Carolina A and T game, I believe it was, uh, where he had a long touchdown run. Yeah, and he he ran that touchdown faster in pads than he than he ran his sprint earlier that week in (laughs) practice with no pads on. So he's a gamer, and like he gets hyped for that game for those games, and his adrenaline kicks in. Uh, yeah, so I have I could sit here for the next 25 minutes. I'm not going to do yeah. that to you. But Riley Leonard is by far the number one most important offensive player. We love Riley. Uh, one more note,
1: there are only three quarterbacks in the entire country had more than 3,500 yards of total offense and more than 30 total touchdowns. And Riley Leonard was one of those three quarterbacks. So uh, excellent stuff there. Really excited to see what Leonard can do this season. Uh, a lot of Duke success. It's going to come down to to what Leonard's able to do at that quarterback spot, and I know he's certainly ready for that moment. All right, Josh, this was a whole lot of fun. Tomorrow we're going to go over the five most important Duke football defensive players. Why in the world should people listen to that one? I love the defense here.
0: Yeah, I believe there. Well, there's going to be a a couple of names on there you're expecting, and then I think there's going to be a couple of names on there that you might not be expecting. And so uh, we'll see how that goes tomorrow. We'll see what you think. Come back. I'll talk to you then, Josh. Thanks for stopping by today. Thanks, JJ.
1: Have a good day, man. All right. That's Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast. He's back with us tomorrow when we take a look at the five most important Duke football defensive players going into the 2023 season. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.